DeMar DeRozan leads the Chicago Bulls in scoring as the Bulls get back in the win column on this West Coast trip in a win against the Portland Trailblazers. We're going to talk about it all and more, break it all down. But first, got to play that winning intro. You are now tuned into Chicago Bulls Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bulls news and What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and talk about this game, man. DeMar DeRozan led the Bulls in scoring today, going 8 of 14 from the field with seven rebounds, six assists, one steal, and 20 points. Next up behind him was Kobe White going 7 of 19. Uh, he has five rebounds, nine assists, one steal, 15 points. Andre Drummond also with 15.7 rebounds. Then you also got to look at Julian Phillips, the rookie, plays 23 minutes in this game. He goes 4-7 from the field. He gets two rebounds, one assist, one block. He has a plus-minus of plus four, tied for the for the second, the third highest on the team amongst like four different players. He scores 11 points off the bench, but that's not really going to bring it home. Julian Phillips played some really good defensive minutes for the Chicago Bulls team, hit some big buckets, got to the free throw line four times in, in those 23 minutes as well. The Bulls only got to the free throw line 17 times in total so listen julian phillips played a really good game and maybe turned some heads on why he may need to get a little bit more of a look especially while tory craig and patrick williams are both down i would assume who scores 11 points in this game but three were the biggest in there scoring the last three points for the chicago bulls hitting a big three. He also chips in five rebounds, three assists, three blocks as well for Io DeSumo as he moves into the starting lineup with Patrick Williams being down. Crusoe gets nine points, five rebounds, three assists, and then Nikola Vucevic with 14 points, seven rebounds, three assists, and three blocks from Nikola Vucevic. Overall in this game, though, I want to be clear here. This was two of the worst shooting performances from teams that you'll see in the same game ever. The Portland Trailblazers going 6 of 33 for 18%. The Chicago Bulls going 8 of 32 for 25%. Really bad three-point shooting from both teams tonight. The Bulls still came out on top when you look at it. Uh, As far as rebounds, the Bulls actually lost the rebound battle by quite a large margin in this game. We got out-rebounded 48 to 40 in this game. But even with that said, and getting outscored in second-chance points, the Bulls, for the most part, had had the lead for the majority of this game. The Bulls led for 44 minutes and 52 seconds in this game. The Portland Trailblazers held the a lead for 59 seconds in this game overall. Points in the paint, the Bulls led that 52 to 40. We had 30 points in the paint in the first half of the game. Second chance points, they won that 11 to 6. And then we won fast break points, um, 15 to four there for the Chicago Bulls. So that's kind of the nitty gritty when you look at it. The Bulls did limit the turnovers in this game, only four turnovers for the Chicago Bulls, whereas the Portland Trailblazers had 13 total turnovers from that team tonight. So the Bulls took care of business in a lot of the areas that they need to take care of business in to win. It just sucks that the Bulls got such a narrow victory against the Portland Trailblazers of all team. But like I said, I'm I'm not gonna look a gift horse horse in the mouse in the mouth. Um, it's good that the Bulls got the win overall, but there's just some things in this game I really wish the Bulls would tighten up on some um, to not even be in this position. Even letting the Portland Trailblazers take the lead briefly, I didn't like that. The Bulls had their usual third quarter collapse. We got to find a way to fix that and do it more consistently because if we don't. 
better teams are going to are going to jump in the game on the Bulls, and we're just not going to be able to come back with how we don't shoot the three as effectively as we need to see it. So, you know, that's something to look out for as, as well, unfortunately, with the Bulls. But like I said, at the end of the day, we took care of business. We got the dub. That is the most important thing to get the win. I just wish we would have gotten in a little bit more of a succinct way. But hey, beggars can't be choosers. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bitch about it too much. We got the dub. That's what I wanted to see this team do. Uh, Demar Derozan down the stretch when the Bulls couldn't score in the fourth, he really stepped up big time for the Bulls. And I know it was isolation ball. It was back to Demar kind of dribbling the life out the ball. But like I've told you guys before, there are going to be times where we need that from Demar Derozan. When you look at it in the fourth quarter of this game, the Demar Derozan scored twelve points. Twelve. The Bulls only scored. 28 points in the fourth quarter so he scored such a large portion that there was no other bulls player with double digits um in in the fourth quarter kobe white in the fourth going 0 for 4 from the field um unfortunately so you know it's things like that alice caruso didn't make any shots in the fourth quarter i would assume we went one of three again hitting that dagger three that we needed um so you know yeah there was a lot of demar down the stretch in the fourth quarter of this game but in a lot of ways we kind of needed it to seal the game and so he had, he had been really patient, I think, through the first three quarters. DeMar had only taken maybe 10 shots. Um, so, you know, I, I get it, and I understand why, you know, people are going to look at it. DeMar taking 14 shots overall in the game, and like I said, uh, four uh, five of those came in the fourth quarter. So he took nine shots over three quarters. He took over the fourth because we needed it, and he scored well for us. So, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not going to look down upon that too much. Because this is the type of game that we need DeMar in. And when people crap on DeMar DeRozan, I say, no, there's there's parts of what he brings that we absolutely need. And this was a game that really brought that home, that we needed what DeMar DeRozan was able to bring out. So I liked how we played today. Let's see Tuesday. I agree with you, Anthony. Definitely agree with you. Uh, Anthony, I'm sorry, Tony, uh, Tay Holland's in the building. I know a lot of people want to trade DeMar, but he's been coming up clutch lately. That's why I just went over the fourth quarter. If it wasn't for DeMar in the fourth quarter of this game, the Bulls wouldn't have been in position to win it. Julian Phillips from Benji. Uh, definitely agree with you. Julian Phillips played really good today. Julian did a great job, but I really need him to get out and run on the break, especially when we secure a rebound. That's how he's going to get most of his points. I agree with that. And attacking the room, I love one thing that Julian did that we didn't even see consistently from, like, Vooch this game is Julian attacked when a guard got switched on him. And keep in mind, Julian still has to fill out his frame. He doesn't outweigh a lot of guards, even though he's a forward. But anytime like a Scoot or a, a Malcolm Brogdon got switched on Julian Phillips, he attacked the paint. And so that's great awareness from a rookie who already hasn't played a whole hell of a not a lot to understand when you get that guard switched on you, use your size, use your length to take advantage of that. And that's why he did get to the free throw line four times in this game. Uh, DeJaro uh, says, uh, let's go drive home safely. Chicago beep, beep. IO with the dagger. Well, we're in Chicago. So hopefully Chicago ain't got to drive home. Uh, it's Seaway's world says early. What's going on? Seaway. Glad to have you in the building. I'm not going to lie. I was scared this entire game, but they really pulled through towards the end of the fourth. IO with the big three. Julian played great. Our young, our young yellows are huge bright spot. Fellas, I guess is what you mean there, but completely agree with everything you said there, Sydney. Agree with every single word that you said there. I got to give Steve-O credit because he said it from the beginning. Julian Phillips is much better than Taylor, uh, Terry when he gets minutes. Yeah, he is. I mean, listen, Julian Phillips has a level of poise 
that we just haven't seen, we didn't see from Dalen Terry in his rookie year, for example. Now, there's still some of that uncontrolled nature of being a rookie, still some of the fouls that you're going to get as a rookie forward, but he just, it seems like he understands the game. He has some ba- a lot of basketball IQ in there that he can take advantage of. Uh, Gianni says, I'm sick of Vooch. I would love a rim protector to start uh, drum. Well, I've told you guys before. I'm sorry, bro. But when you look at the the way that the spacing works, especially Kobe's three point shot isn't isn't falling really good for him. That's just you you need a big that can do a little bit more than just protect the rim if you're going to start them consistently, like your permanent starter. So, Ken Johnson says Billy needs to understand it's okay to finish the game with Drummond. I agree with that. Definitely agree with that. This was a game where Drummond definitely should have should have um should have finished this game. I, I agree with you there. I know you would have lost some spacing things like that, but I think you would have been able to figure it out. Blessed up Shea is in the building, says, give Julian Phillips more minutes. I'm glad he had a chance to play today. He, hey, he excelled in it. He took that opportunity, and he 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 excelled in the minutes that he played today for the Bulls, and he looked really damn good doing it as well. So, uh, you know, as long as, as Patrick Williams is out, we may see it. And, you know, much like when Io first started getting minutes, what I was able to do defensively helped keep him in the game. Now, we don't know how long Pat- Patrick Williams is going to be out. Reportedly, he's in a boot. We know Torrey Craig is going to be out for another couple of more weeks. This is an opportunity for Julian to show what he can bring, do it consistently, and then see how he can crack that rotation. Uh, uh, he came in the game with over five minutes left in the first, uh, that first quarter when he checked in initially. So that, that goes to show that that was part of the game plan that Billy Donovan had was to really use Julian Phillips a little bit more. So really love that. Io looks so confident, and it's just not the shorts. That's funny. That's that's hilarious. Uh, Chino says, uh, if this doesn't tell Billy to play Phillips, I don't know what will. I know it's the Blazers, but uh, be- it's better letting him learn versus NBA comp than letting him learn in the G League. Well, yes and no on that. Here's what I'll say. The G League is better for rounding out skills because Julian is able to have the ball in his hands much more than what he's going to have it at the NBA level. So to kind of round out his skills of shooting, passing, dribbling, it's better to be in the G League for for in-game minutes that really help you forge your, your how you play in the NBA. Of course, those NBA minutes are always going to be best, but he's going to have to realize that it's going your, to your role becomes more specialized. So you don't get to work on as much of your game when you're getting those NBA minutes. And that's something that this front office, Billy Donovan, they, they got the way. But right now with Patrick Williams out, you play him. There's no question about it. You play the you play the young rookie in Julian Phillips until he kills you. Now, if he has the next game, uh, who do we play next? Uh, is it Toronto we play next? Uh, in that next game, let's say you do play him and he looks like trash early in the game. Okay. You then adjust some things, but you want to reward a player who's playing well. And he played well today. I don't think you want to you want to take that away by not playing him in the next game. You're playing a Toronto Raptors team that is that has a lot of length on that team. I think Julian Phillips can do pretty well out there as well. Uh, let's see what else we got. We got uh, Stratton says, I would love to see if we could move on from Zach and Javon. If they are out, DT slots in for Javon. And fuck yes, he's way better to watch. And Julian Phillips is only uh, better than Zach because Zach is a negative. No, nah, listen, no, that's that's that last. Julian Phillips isn't better than Zach Levine. Now, here's what I'll say, though. You got to keep in mind you're getting pieces back. So you're not going to. I, I, the Bulls are going to get a guard back in the trade for, for Zach Levine. And because of that, that may push. Uh, uh, Dalen Terry did not really get as many minutes, but we'll see. We'll see how it's going to work out. Cannon Peacock says, "Great win, absolutely, bro." Alex Lorez, the free throw, the free throw discrepancy was legit. Now, I will say this though: 
Uh, we kind of counteracted that because we we limited turnovers. We only had four turnovers. If we had more turnovers and they were getting more free throws, that would have been rough. And so that free throw discrepancy that he's talking about, for those that don't know, the in this game, the Portland Trailblazers shot 29 free throws. 29. The Chicago Bulls only shot 17. So that really helped keep them in the game as well. Melvin says, crazy with all those uh, missed threes, Vooch still had an efficient game. We can't get this man to stop taking threes. I know it's his game, but, bro, you're shooting like 28% from three this season. I think it's worse than that. But, listen, Vooch said at media day, if you take away my three-pointer, I still am a dangerous – I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember exactly the phrase, but he still basically said, hey, I still got a lot to my game. It may be time to do that. Now, as long as him and DeMar are on the court, you're going to see some of those threes, especially when he's playing the trailer. But, hey, it is what it is. Uh, let's see. How did Dalen do? I, uh, why did he play play only eight minutes? Because Julian Phillips had it going. Dalen had some good stretches. That first stretch that he played out there, he played really good. Um, I think overall he played way better than not than, than bad. So there's that. But uh, Julian Phillips just played better than him, and he was more versatile. And, uh, yeah, we had a really good defensive rating when he was on the court as well. So those are the type of things that that caused him not to play. So got to look out for that. Tonight was a bad night for Kobe, but it happens. It's just one game, and he'll bounce back. Oh, for sure. And I wouldn't say that it was a bad game per se. It wasn't a great game, but it wasn't – seven for 19 isn't too bad. One for nine from three-point does suck, but he also chipped in those five rebounds, nine assists, one steal. Only three turnovers. The Bulls had four, so all of but one of our turnovers came from Kobe White. But Kobe played some really good minutes out there. So the altitude uh, must be different there. We look sluggish with more standing around. Kobe wasn't following through on a lot of threes. Jordan in the building says, I really hope we continue to see more of Julian Phillips against the Raptors. I think when you look at that team, the size that team has, um, I do think that there's reason to believe that we will see uh, Julian Phillips still out there. I, I don't think that they're just going to go away from him. Why is no one talking about trading Vooch? Because most people understand the not the fan mindset. You don't, you can't trade a player and get anything back for a player that's not playing well. So if the Bulls were to try to trade Vooch right now, they would probably have to give up a first round pick to trade Vooch. Vooch isn't getting traded, especially not on the deal that he's in. So when you don't hear people talk about trading Vooch, is because we realize the, the non 2K thought of it, right? The 2K thought is, a player's playing bad. Let's go ahead and trade them. Let's get something back. That's not reality in the NBA. It's tough to trade players who aren't necessarily playing the best. And then again, we don't have a ready-made replacement for Nikola Vucevic, and you're definitely not getting one in the trade. Told you Demar wasn't going to go. Uh, was going to go. Going to give the was going to give the ball to Kobe. <coughs> a bit of AC went to the front office and said, uh, "Hey, either tell Billy to make Debo pass or push the ball, or maybe I'll ask out too." No, because again. You got to understand the tone of the game. The players, other everybody else wasn't shooting well in the fourth quarter. DeMar literally took nine shots in three quarters. Everybody else had an opportunity. We only started going to DeMar when we needed it because we were going through a scoring drought and the Portland Trailblazers were marching back. I'm sorry, that's just not a good estimation or review fairly of what happened and why DeMar were taking those shots. Y'all dumb. As much as I love to trade Vooch, he just signed an extension and it isn't going anywhere for the next two seasons. Facts. Facts. Please tell me we don't have to put up with Vooch for two more years. Yes, you probably will. That's just just the reality of it. And Vooch isn't playing nearly as bad as y'all try to make it out to be. Phillips is clearly a way better shooter now than he was in college. He should get more minutes, 100%. Well, keep in mind, 
Julian Phillips was a damn good shooter in high school. They changed his shot in college. That's why one of the first things that Peter Patton did with working with him is they went back to the shooting motion in, in that he had in high school. Julian was, was one of the better three-point shooters in, in high school basketball the year he came out of high school. So you, you want to get back to that. It's why Julian Phillips was such a high recruit. What was he like, a top 25 recruit? And then they changed the shot. That's why sometimes, like, these colleges get to tweaking things. It does affect some. Let's talk Bull says, I'm happy we won, but it should not have been that close. Completely agree with you. The fact that the game was that close was, it's tough. because you, you just don't want to see your team have to play a game that close, man. Um, not against this type of team. Not against this team. But we got the dub. That's the most important thing. Just because Phillips played good doesn't mean he should get more minutes. It was against the Trailblazers, people. Yeah, but see, no. And nobody's saying that it's not against the Trailblazers, but you reward a player when they play good, you give them an opportunity. Nobody's saying that, yeah, you give them more minutes, and you just give them minutes from now into perpetuity. No, you give them a chance to show, okay, you did all right against the Portland Trailblazers. You made some really good plays for us. Let's go and see now what you can do against the Toronto Raptors team that's better than that, especially while P. Will and Torrey Craig are hurt. You need some size. And so we've seen size, the lack of size and rebounding hurt the Bulls a lot over this stretch when P. Will's down, things like that. This is an opportunity to take a look at a different look of that. So, uh, Ben 10, sometimes you, you, you jump the gun a little bit too much. Brandon Bell says, someone needs to tell Vooch to stop shooting threes. That's the biggest thing. Absolutely with that one. Vooch isn't great defensive-wise. It makes uh, a, a bit too many threes. But do y'all not watch the games? Y'all trade Vooch, motherfuckers. Act like he's not nothing to provide for this team when he does. Yeah, and then there's another comment saying, how does Drummond consistently outplay Vooch? He doesn't. Not when you look at the, to the total game of basketball, he doesn't. This game was kind of nostalgic from the 90s era when, when points average didn't, uh, didn't come up easy. Well, it wasn't in this sense, right? So when scores were low in the 90s, it was because teams were playing extremely good defense. No hand check. Today, it wasn't because teams were playing great defense. Neither one of these teams could shoot from three to save their goddamn lives. That's why it felt like an old school game. So it's a little bit different there, brother. But I agree with you, man. Okay, but how can anyone else get double digits if DeMar keeps hogging the ball? Again, DeMar wasn't hogging the ball. He took nine shots through three quarters and then took five shots in the fourth quarter because nobody else could hit a shot. If you watch the game, you would know that DeMar didn't start taking over and ball hogging until about three minutes left in the fourth quarter when we needed it. So that's not ball hogging. Isolation ball is a part of basketball for a reason. And that's not ball hogging. That was part of the scheme. We needed that. Nobody else was hitting a shot to save their lives. It just is. Like, I'm sorry. I can't I can't get on the DeMar slander for this one in the context of what the game was. I just can't. And you guys know I'm not even a DeMar DeRozan guy. Uh, we can say it. It shouldn't have been close. But when uh, we beat the Bucks at full strength, uh, and Sixers, their fans say the same. Fair point, Shay. Uh, Immortal B says, it was an ugly game shooting-wise, but the Bulls got it done. Julian Phillips stepped up tonight, and DeMar got his buckets when we needed it. 100% there. 100%. It's puzzling after watching Julian Phillips tonight as to why we've barely seen him. We traded two second-round picks for him. Play him a bit, Billy. Well, you got to keep it. And I said this over on the playback, right? Is that in playing in the G, Julian is able to work on every aspect of his game. Ball handling, dribbling rebounding, scoring, right? They go to Julian Phillips a lot. And so if you're trying to round out a player's skill set, especially for a player like Julian Phillips, that you're trying to change his shot, uh, his shooting motion back to what it was in high school, it made sense. When coming into the NBA game, 
he's going to be specialized, meaning he's not going to get opportunities to do a lot of ball handling. He's not going to get a lot of opportunities to work on his shot, taking players off the dribble. So I can understand it in that sense. But I do think when right, the, the biggest indictment that I had was when Patrick Williams and Torrey Craig were out initially that we didn't go to Julian Phillips. This is now your opportunity to go to Julian because of the injuries that you have on the roster. Everybody healthy, Julian's not going to play, but now use this opportunity to play him a little bit. Um, how bad news my dog died today? Well, Cameron, listen, as a dog owner myself, uh, I understand what that pain could feel like, bro. And uh, prayers to you and your family to get through this time, especially if you have kids as well. Don't know if you do, but especially if you do. Vooch isn't getting traded. He's in a similar position to Zach. He's not going to have a huge market for him. It's probably going to be uh, one team, and even then, probably not going to bite on a deal. D facts on that one. Facts. I like Julian Phillips and Dalen Terry are the perfect yin and yang. Dalen has the high energy while Julian is the calm storm. I wouldn't necessarily even call him the calm storm. I agree with Keon. I think Billy Donovan is scared to do so after Zach fiasco. Sucks that Zach engraved that and Billy said, I, that, I, I, I lead out that. I, Billy Donovan is, I, once he chews a new pack of gum, he forgets everything. Forgets everything. Uh, the Fat Hornet fans hated the fact that they picked Brandon over Scoop. I hope Scoop gets better, though, because I want him to be good. Hey, I feel you on that one. DeMar is still valuable. Absolutely. And see, and even me some, being somebody who who isn't a DeMar DeRozan fan, I can understand why, why we do need DeMar at times. Slowing it down and getting away from the offense way too early in the fourth each game is not going to work versus high-powered offenses it did tonight. Yeah, your opponent definitely matters in that as well. Vooch is such a confusing player. He's been consistently healthy and played good games, but then he can uh, be absolutely awful. Listen, the one, and that's why I said I got to give Julian Phillips credit. He understood how to attack the rim every time a guard got switched on him. We don't see that consistently, unfortunately, from Nikola Vucevic. Now, sometimes we don't get him the ball either. Now, that's out of his control. But I would love to see him attack when smaller players are switched on him a little bit more. Seaway's <laughs> World says, is somebody paying y'all to hate on DeMar? I'm confused. You know it's crazy, Seaway, when I'm the one defending DeMar. Right? People have literally called me a DeMar hater for like two years. And it's funny when I'm the one defending him. You know, uh, you know you that dude when you get the team a win and folks still hate nasty work. <laughs> that's funny. That's actually really funny. Phillips is kind of a Swiss Army knife type player. He can do a bit of everything, but he still needs to re refine it a bit. Yeah, listen, we got a lot of that, though. Dalen is a Swiss Army knife type player. Julie Phillips is a Swiss Army knife player. There's a reason why when, when Io Caruso and, and Julian Phillips were on the court together that we had a defensive rating of 90. That's excellent, right, because of the switchability with those players. So that's why you go, like, switchable players and things like that. But we got to develop them to refine them so we can get them out on the court. But that's theoretically the high side of that. Archangel says, agree with everything you said about Julian in the G League learning. I was talking about the recent stretches of time when Julian wasn't playing for either team for unknown reasons. I think, did he get hurt? He pulled something? But definitely agree with you there. Like, he should be playing. If he's healthy, playing. Vooch moves in slow motion on defense is cringeworthy. I mean, listen, facts are facts. You can't argue facts because that's absolutely a big fact. My biggest problem with this DeMar situation is the contract. I'm not trying to pay a 34-year-old DeMar a big bag when we aren't even contending. Peter, that's a fair point, right? You don't want to pay. It, it'd be different if the Bulls had, like, been over the last two years we've been going on deep playoff runs Then maybe, right? But a 34-year-old DeMar DeRozan, and I know his game is aging well, but you can see it. His get-off is a little bit different as well. Like, just the way he creates separation isn't as quick. And so that that decline is coming. And so that's probably why you hear the Bulls and DeMar are far apart on years and money because 
when you look at it right now, it's kind of difficult to make that argument to pay DeMar a whole hell of a lot of money when you haven't been winning at a high rate and you know that that decline's coming at some point in that next contract, right? Uh, theory, theory, let me know if I'll say your name uh, correctly. Hayes, I ain't going to lie. I don't see a world where we get to continuing without breaking this all down. What do you think is the best way to get to the continuing? Well, think of, keep in mind like this. This team isn't breaking it all down. It just isn't. And so it's going to have to take the Bulls drafting really well or hitting or having a player that truly blows the ceiling out the wall. Like, I mean, like literally like excels at a way, takes a major leap. And that's what you're going to, it's going to be, I, I talked about it, I think over on playback, it's going to be similar to the Luau Dang, Ben Gordon, Kirk Heinrich Bulls. That team had talent and that team played tough. And the team swept the defending champion Miami Heat team and was going to win some playoff series. They were never going to be a championship contender. They got lucky and drafted Derrick Rose, but it's going to have it, that's probably what this team is going to be for a while. It's going to be a team that has some depth, win some basketball games, and they're going to have to get lucky to really make it a championship contender. But that's a lot of people. Building a true championship contender isn't as simple as just tanking and blowing it all up. It takes a lot more than that because at that point, you you don't have the pieces around it when you when you don't tank and you build organically by the time you find that superstar you now have a team of depth right that that superstar can thrive in right that you have support staff for that so that, that it's kind of two minds of different ways to go about it it seaways world says hayes you be fair though that's what what makes your channel legit you try to be objective i can't watch folks who are too emotional and biased you go out of your way to be fair well i always want like the thing that I want to do in this channel that I always try to do, I'm not always successful. I won't even act like I always do it is I try to present both sides. So even if I have my opinion on something, I try to pre present the other perspective because I know I'm smart enough to understand that the truth lies somewhere in the middle, right? It's not, it's not all what I think. So um, yeah, you just got to be fair in the evaluation. Hey, do you think there's a chance that Lonzo ball will ever play for the team again? I mean, yeah, there's definitely a chance. I won't put a percentage on it because it'll be low, but there's definitely a chance. Um, how much longer is Torrey Craig sitting on the bench? I kind of forgot about that he was even on this team. Uh, the earliest I think he can come back is about mid-February. The latest per the timeline they gave is towards the end of February, which would mean he'd come back with about a month left of the season. So it's time to build around starting lineup of Kobe, IOP, Will Phillips, and Vooch. This team would be on the same spot we are now. No, come on, bro. That's just not. That's just not actual. That's not actual factuals, bro. I, I love you, P-Will supporter, um, but it, you, you need more than that. You need more than that. Uh, Bulls were like, yeah, man, I was completely wrong on my DeMar take. Definitely needed those shots in the fourth. It just seemed like he was pounding the ball a lot. I see a lot of that in the fourth when he was picking his shots. Well, yeah, and I'm not saying that it never happens, right? There, I'm in no way trying to say, like, what, you're, what you describe doesn't happen at times. It does. I don't think today was the game for that. Now, he did dribble the hell out of a lot of the ball. I think when you look at our last six possessions, they were all initiated by DeMar DeRozan, meaning that he brought the ball up the court. He initiated the half-court offense. Um, and there absolutely are times where he does dribble the heck out of the ball. And, and, you know, that that happens. I'm not trying to paint it as, like, it's all one thing or it's all another. No, your critique does happen sometimes. 
I just think tonight wasn't the night that that happened, or I understand the reason why, right? Uh, so you're saying Kobe needs to become the second coming of Steph Curry for the Pools to get in? No, not saying Jesus Christ. I mean that would that would happen. That would help with that for sure. Uh, Skrill says, "Hey, keep giving us great content. This is the best Bulls." Uh, podcast I've ever seen. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. That means the world to me. Um, as the guys, make sure you guys hit the subscribe button and everything. The growth of this channel and just being that real source for Bulls news, everything is important to me, right? I want to be the most comprehensive place covering the Chicago Bulls. It takes work. Almost at a thousand straight days, like it's 33 days left uh, until we hit a thousand days. March 1st will be the thousandth day of Chicago Bulls Central and the thousandth episode. So, Hey, look at that, man. We've been giving great content that that for that long. It's crazy. If they are not giving, uh, going to extend tomorrow, might as well trade him. He has higher value than Zach Levine. I would disagree with that. And there's a couple of reasons why. I think their trade value is actually pretty similar. Keep in mind, DeMar DeRozan was a free agent. Nobody else wanted him. That's how the Chicago Bulls got him. And teams understand that DeMar is, is uh, you have to extend him this offseason. And I honestly think this, and I've said this before on the live stream, Migs, and you can tell me what you think on it because uh, you may not agree, maybe you can offer a different perspective, is that the Bulls understand that they may. I'm not trying to give them future credit for something that hasn't happened yet. But maybe they look at it and say, just like they got DeMar through a sign-in trade, that even if DeMar does hit unrestricted free agency, he's going to hold the most value to a contending team, which may not have cap space, meaning that they may have to facilitate a sign-in trade to get DeMar. And so if that's the case, the Bulls do still hold some value if he hits the open market where they can get some pieces back in a sign-and-trade for DeMar DeRozan so that contending team can sign him. So that's a possibility there as well. Um, I was never bringing consistent with the three, even in college, where it's two and a, two and a half week closer. We not He was not good. What? Io. That doesn't, that doesn't clear up all the typos in that last one. Io was never good from three. I mean, he was okay from three. You're right. He was okay from three. Yo, hey, is what would you uh, what would you be comfortable with playing DeMar to remain uh, here in Chicago? I wouldn't give him another long-term extension. Probably one plus one on a veteran minimum deal because of his decline. Listen, you can't disrespect DeMar DeRozan and what he's done for the team by offering him a vet minimum. Even me not being a DeMar guy, you can't do that. I think that you're looking at keeping DeMar around the same that he is now, maybe around $20 million. That's probably the least amount you're signing him for. If you can get him to do a one plus one at 18, you're lucked up that point. But I think that's where that's the conundrum that this Bulls team is in right now. So building around P. Will just made me laugh out loud. I'm sorry, but that's low-key funny at this point. He hasn't shown it. He hasn't shown it. And the big homie in the building says, P. Will has a decent game, but some of y'all need to chill. Y'all acting like he is Jerome Kersey or somebody. Y'all relax. That's funny. Super duper Danko, great question. What do you think is the realistic trajectory for the Chicago Bulls currently? Oh, man, that is an amazing question. And here's what I'll say. Still playing, maybe make it out the play-in, maybe win a couple of games in the playoff with, with the right matchup, and that's this season. But I, it's hard to gauge the trajectory outside of this because we just – there's so many variables. Do we trade tomorrow to what do we get back? Do we trade Zach Levine? What do we get back? Do we move Lonzo Ball's contract, which has been rumored? What do we get back? So there's really so much up in air. But let's say none of those things happen. Let's say the Bulls don't trade DeMar. They don't trade Zach. Zach ends up staying here. I I really, with the growth that Kobe's had, the growth that Iles had and in, in, in how he operates off the bench, I, I mean, keep in mind, over since November, we've been playing with a 61 win percentage, basically, somewhere around there. 
So I could see that maybe next year we can hit the ground running where we where we got to at this point. Maybe you're looking at a team that can be sixth in the in the East, but even then it's really kind of hard to predict that. So the general Brandon L. Jett says if the Bulls want continuity, they got to build around this young core. Kobe Dalen, Julian P. Will are all good pieces to build around. To build around as far as like, yeah, you want to keep adding pieces. You need things better than them. Maybe they can develop. You want to see that? So we'll see. It's see where his world says. Uh, DeMar is not getting that minimum. Realistically, I feel we have to sell it about $28 million, two to three years. Now, do you mean $28 million per year or $28 million over the length of the deal? Just, just a question there. Uh, in reality, though, a healthy Patrick Williams is very valuable on this team. His metrics were excellent in many areas before he got hurt. Not saying build around him, but he is valuable. And that is a fair and objective view to have on that, Archangel. And I, I, you can't really point too many, poke too many holes in that one. How about $20 million one year and then guarantee a spot of an old people home in Chicago for tomorrow? That's the disrespect. Uh, the young guys and the switchability has been pretty good this year so far. Hey, yeah, and especially when we are getting turnovers and getting out in transition, you're seeing Kobe and Io make so many much better decisions. You're seeing Kobe White break down defenses and actually get the ball to the open man. That wraparound pass to, to Drummond that he wasn't able to convert on, that's vision that Kobe White didn't show early in his career. So Kobe White's really understanding things a lot better now. And uh, I think that basketball IQ for Kobe is really starting to, to match that physical prowess that he has. And that's when you start getting the best out of a player. Bulls for Life says, uh, no, we still got Kobe, Caruso, and Io, who are combo guards who can play the point guard and shooting guard. We're good, plus we don't know what we get back in any trades. Yeah, great point on that one. Plus, Zoe is supposed But this, yes, Zoe could be back, but we got to keep in mind, if Zoe does come back next season, he's not going to be Lonzo Ball. He's not. Two and a half years being removed from basketball, he's not coming right back and being Lonzo Ball. He's not. Uh, there are a few games I could understand where Billy doesn't play Julian Phillips, but there are definitely some games where we could have used him if he's going to play backup small ball centers. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree with you on that one. Kobe Light? What is that a beer? You're drinking you you you're drinking that Kobe pack? What are we doing? What are we what are we doing? Kobe Light. That's that's a hell of a statement. That's just just you're just putting that out there, huh? By the way, hey, y'all see the back of this hoodie? It's just fire. Fire. Listen. Best drip in the game. Period. Best drip in the game. There's there's nobody doing the drip game like me. Period. I honestly think Bulls should sell off ACY's values high. A lot of people share that opinion, Peter, but I I think you got to look at where this team's also trying to go. If they really are trying to retool, reshape, but not rebuild, you want to keep a player like Alex Cruz. So his contract's low. I don't think his value is going to be much lower next season. I mean, it could be a little bit lower just by the nature that teams aren't going to have that extra year on this deal. But we'll see. We'll see. Agreed, Hayes. But Zoe will still be back and likely will play off the bench. Yeah, but even then, though, he's not going to be playing a lot. He's probably not going to play back-to-backs. He's probably going to have a lot of built-in rest days of injury management there. So, yeah, I mean, if he comes back, that's fine. But let's not – he may not be playing a very big role for the team. So, can we get back anything of value for Zoe if he's indeed moved? Yeah, because it, it, I think that it depends on where. If a team trades for Lonzo, it's not that they're necessarily thinking that Lonzo is going to save their, their, their season next year. They may, they may still want him on the roster long term and may say, hey – we want Lonzo's rehab to be here. Uh, somebody po- somebody threw out the idea, I think, on a mailbag last week of um, you. what if the Spurs wanted Lonzo? And, and Greg Popovich said, hey, listen, I got time to rehab Lonzo, but that pick and roll between him and Wimby is going to be dangerous, right? So you have to have a team of something like that. Um, 
but you know that that's 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 still a a tall order to ask somebody to do right so how many wins we need uh to get for Hayes to oil himself up whoa okay we're moving right that's weird bro that is weird that's very strange it was nice to see Julian Phillips get some playing time tonight he's a promising rookie that needs that just needs playing time so hopefully going forward we can see some minutes of him he plays with hustle yeah but like I said before let's also keep in mind this was against the Portland Trailblazers how do you never have dog hair on you some sort of force field so, no, I have a, a huge-ass lint roller that's like, that, that would be a weird visual. I have a huge lint roller, but on top of that, I keep my, my drip stays far away from where dogs can get it. That's just all I can say. What type of fabric is the hoodie, though? I think it's all cotton. It's literally, like, it's a pro-standard hoodie. I think they make all their hoodies with 100% cotton. Wait until your Akita sheds. One, oh, my God, you can build a whole extra dog. Oh, oh, I've owned an Akita before. I had an Akita for years. Akitas are my favorite breed, and they don't just shed. They they do what's called blowing coat. It's ridiculous. Like, literally, they do it two times, maybe three times a year, depending on the climate. And the thing about Akitas is that they, it's the, the, they have a double layer of coat. They just do the – they grow a whole new layer of coat, and for, like, a week, you're literally sweeping, vacuuming every single day for a week. It's terrible. It's terrible. Hey, hey, is MFers be talking about you in other videos? I know you don't need someone to help you flame, but dumbasses, but I got you. In what videos? On this channel or on other channels? They they know not to come. Uh, listen, they, they know better. They know better. What are your thoughts on the Bulls acquiring DeJounte Murray? Not going to happen. Not going to happen. IO shot was huge because at some point, guys got to start making big shots other than the main guys to help this team win. I agree with that one. Completely agree with you, with you on that one. I, I I love that Io got that chance to hit that big shot for the Bulls, and he and he did it. And hopefully this reminds Billy Donovan that it's time for some other people at times, right? You got to give other people opportunities. And uh, li listen, Demar did what he did down the fourth, and it it was big. A Giants channel? What's that? I don't even know what that. What's a Giants channel? You got to put the link. A Giants? Like like the New York Giants? Or like the name of the channel is a giant. Let, let me know in the comments. Trying to figure out when Hayes promised to give himself an oh, that's crazy. That's that's wild. That's wild. Can you see Julian getting more playing time once we get back, uh, get guys back from injury? I mean, no, probably not, just to be honest with you. Like when when Tory Craig's back, when Patrick Williams back, probably not gonna get a lot of it. The next three games are against the Raptors, Hornets, and Kings. Is it a possibility that if the Bulls play with this effort, they can win all three games? Yeah, it's possible. But the Bulls, I mean, listen, you got to take it game by game with the Bulls because we already know. We already know. Yeah. yeah. What is that's not, you're not telling, answer the full question, brother. What is the name of the channel? <laughs> Imagine Kobe and Zach in the Golden State offense with a coach like Kerr. I mean, Kerr, Kerr is definitely a coach that can potentially make it work on paper, but the, the players still got to sacrifice. The players still have to sacrifice. Honestly, I really want change in this team and get away from our mid three. I mean, it's a possibility that could be coming. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Where did the dude, Nick, he said a Giants channel. What is the name of the channel? Hayes, would you be happy if the Bulls traded Zach for Jalen Green and two first round picks? Uh, no. Uh, I mean, I'm not the Jalen a Jalen Green guy. I think that he's a hugely inefficient player. He does put up numbers, but if you look at the efficiency, it's hugely inefficient. Now, the two first-round picks, that may be something different. That may be something different. So, you know, you'll see. We'll see. I'd be happy with a year-round pass to Hershey Park and a 13-year-old dog with his hip issues for Zach as long as he leaves. That's crazy. That's crazy. See where it all down. That's, that's wild. 
Jalen Williams got the mentality of the star, but the production of Denzel Valley, that's crazy. That's wild. I see Nick isn't going to tell me the name of the channel. It just is what it is. He, he's not coming with the names. What's your realistic return? I have, bro, I can't gauge it. I'm not even going to lie to you. I can't gauge it only because it, it's the market's so up and down right now. And Zach, from what we've heard, it's really hard to try to gauge what a realistic return back is. He's trying to find his giant channel. Yeah, I mean, because you already know somebody going to get flamed up. Yeah, it's time for Zach to go. We could be missing a very important piece for our team. I mean, you're not, I don't think you're going to get a very important piece back for Zach Levine, according to what the market is. I don't believe the whole no market at all thing, but, you know, we'll see. The 10 assists, good all-around game from Kobe, been consistently great. Most improved need to get louder. Well, I tell you what, like the one for nines is going to hurt him because as much as he does play good all-around game, let's be clear, most improved player a lot of times also comes down to points. And so, it, you know, it, it it affects it. It definitely affects it. Do you like anybody from the Jazz? Because I see uh, Jordan Clarkson fitting in extremely well if we somehow could acquire him. How he's a very ball-dominant guard. We don't need other ball-dominant players. So... Just know uh, we're getting someone mid for Zach and Billy will play him so much that he will wish he, we had Zach. That's hilarious. That's funny. It just makes me sad with Lonzo because he was the ultimate perfect point guard we haven't had in like forever. Defense was stepping up on offense. Amazing IQ, man. Yeah, I mean, listen, what, what Lonzo brought to this team was so special and it was needed. And yeah, we all miss it. But uh, what it could have, should have. Lonzo ain't walking back through that door, at least not this season. We'll see what happens in the offseason. Maybe we get to see him again in media day. But, hey. But, all right, y'all. We're going to go ahead and get ready to wrap up the stream. we got to go over and do Locked on Bulls here soon. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I liked in everything on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Breaks Radio. Break. 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 Break.